Welcome moms of all stages. If you've ever thought you were a bad mom, if you have, you're in the right place. I'm Jody, your host. I'm a mom of four, a 20-year educator and behavior specialist, and certified life coach. On this podcast, you'll hear about family life at its best and at its worst and everywhere in between. We'll talk about mental health and inclusion and other hard topics. But most importantly, we will talk about how you can define good mom on your terms. You can show up as the mom you want to be starting now. Let's get started. Welcome back, moms. I can't believe this is the end of March 2022. And I tried recording this earlier this week and thought that the tech was fine and I realized my podcast didn't post at midnight. (laughs) And so this is take two. What I wanted to talk about is the concept of control. I've touched on this, but I haven't dedicated a whole episode to it. And I think it is, I was trying to think what are my main, like, what do I want moms to take away? Especially my new listeners that come and listen to the podcast And what is one of those messages that we can't say enough and because it's so important and it's so foundational to shifting our perspective and showing up as the moms we want to show up as. And the topic that came up, one of the first ones that I work on and I am currently working on with a lot of my clients is control. I don't know if you feel this way also as a mom, but I always wanted to not be the mom who was the over-controlling mom, the stereotypical, always, you know, like helicopter is one of the terms that they talk about, helicopter parenting and, um, you know, doing too much for my kids. I always wanted to err. If I was going to err, I wanted to err on the side of not being that mom and in a way And I think that comes from, I don't think any of us like actually to be told what to do by other people. And, and I think also my own mom style was not super controlling. Um, But there's also other ways that we, if it's not parenting or disciplining, there's other ways that we try to control things, whether it's other people for one, and we can even do that kind of in a manipulative way that some of us don't recognize in ourselves, but, but it's there. It can even come up in the form of people pleasing. Another way we can control or try to control is by controlling events in and around our lives. And, and then just trying to control the outcome of the future and Some of these things, and I would even say most, (laughs) most of the things I just listed are not recommended to try to control. And let me tell you how I think about control now and how I help my clients stop trying to control and what a difference it makes when we do that. So first of all, when we are feeling some fear and some anxiety about something, one of our first reactions is to try to control it. This makes total sense from what we know about the brain, right? And it's 
a practiced kind of behavior that we, some of us learned really early what we can control and what we can't in our lives. And sometimes our brain trips up over that and just, it feels scary, whatever this new thing is that we're dealing with. So let's try to control it. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing's gone wrong. It's a normal response. But when we can recognize it, it can make a huge difference because here's what you might have noticed. When you're wanting to control something, you want to be certain of the outcome, right? That's what it's really about. And so I'll just share like one example with one of my clients. There's a lot of uncertainty right now going on with one of her kids. And so she's trying to control, like get more information and, and, you know, set expectations with him about communication and, and he's an adult. And she noticed that her behavior was changing in this situation. And she didn't like the feeling of the way she was showing up. And this is one of the first clues that we have when we're going through something and we feel this resistance or this angst or this discomfort around it. And we think that it's the situation itself, but a lot of times it's our own need to try to control. And because we aren't, we're kind of giving up who we are in order to try to control other people, it feels terrible. It feels icky and gross. And, and so we, here we are trying to deal with a stressful situation, just at face value, but then we're dealing with our own anxiety and fear and it's coming out in these weird behaviors from us. And so this is how I want you to notice when this is happening and how to kind of reel yourself back in. When you feel that that discomfort in your body or in your relationships with people, you can ask yourself, what do I fear right now? And what am I trying to control to get out of that fear? I have another client who is also going through a really, really big, hard and difficult thing. And she is trying to control her own emotions. And you think, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, we, we've definitely been taught how to show up quote unquote strong. And so we just don't even Sometimes we don't even have a second thought about that, about trying to control our own emotions. But it's the same as trying to control other people. When you're trying to control your own emotions, you're resisting just letting your emotions be what they are. And this has not positive effects at all. It That resistance that we do, and I, I have shared this on prior episodes, but that resistance definitely intensifies the emotion. And it's also kind of unfair in a way that we do that to ourselves because we're not letting the part, like when you think about yourself as someone who is multifaceted, right? We have we have our innate personality of who we, who we really are, you know, how we show up in the world is, you know, that's a, 
that's something that we don't always tap into. And especially, especially us as moms, we are out there going around trying to be what everybody else wants us to be, what, you know, whatever the expectations are. So we have gotten in the habit of giving up on who we really are and what we really want. And so then we have this situation come up where it's an opportunity for us to express our full range of emotions and to, you know, be okay with having negative emotions and fear and all of it. And yet we suppress that side of it and try to show up in a different way. And it, and when I say it's unfair to us, what I mean is that we're not allowing ourselves to be who we are fully, to be our whole selves. And, and then we can't show up very well for ourselves or for anyone else, anybody else for that matter, right? So one of the things that I also want to say about control is it's, I think that it typically happens where you have the fear or the anxiety first about, about even sometimes a new, something new that you want to do. And I think that fear and anxiety just is a, it's kind of a chance to pause and recognize, okay, what is something ahead of me, either in front of me right now that has happened or something that I want to do that is bringing this up and how can I give equal airtime instead of over-focusing on the fear and anxiety and drawing from the one tool that I am not even conscious of sometimes that I'm drawing from, which is my control tool. What if I just pause and give equal airtime to my other emotions, right? And and I don't mean just our emotions, but our other thoughts, right? Fear and anxiety love to provide all the evidence of what, you know, is going to go wrong in this situation or what is wrong or that we are wrong, depending. <laughs> so instead, if we can just take fear and anxiety as kind of like an indicator light or a warning light to say, what am I fearing right now? And where am I trying to over control? And instead I can just be in this emotion for a little bit. I can write down what's bothering me about it all. And then I can also check the facts on the situation and show up with a more even and balanced assessment of what is happening, right? So when I say give equal airtime, I mean give equal airtime to thoughts like this is normal for this certain situation that I'm in right now, or it makes sense that I would feel fearful or have anxiety about this and just normalizing those fears and anxieties, first of all, is really important. But then going to the next place of if I can feel negative emotions and I don't have to try to control or suppress them, then how do I show up when I have trust that this is just anxiety and fear trying to protect and warn me? And then from there, I can go to the next place. I had this happen just recently myself personally, both with 
one of my kids and then also for a personal endeavor that I'm taking on recently. And with one of my kids, it was so interesting. There was a lot of anxiety around money and, you know, costs for apartments are so outrageous right now. And so there was a lot of fear and anxiety about a decision that needed to be made. And then the way that I, as a mom, had to totally pull back and not try to control, not try to over-involve myself and try to fix it and try to, you know, give way more advice. I just had to like let my child experience the fear and the anxiety, let them process through what was coming up and be a support from a place of, you know, just modeling that I wasn't going, I wasn't going to freak out and I wasn't panicking about it. And just, I think that, that taking the pause in there and, and not feeling like you have to make a decision right now, or you have to be a certain way immediately. There's so many of the time we, we overreact too soon. And so the pause button is a huge way to help with that. But then as a mom, the other thing I noticed that I did, I didn't do everything right in this situation. <laughs> One thing I did do was I offered I offered probably more than was needed in the sense that I, you know, I kind of like laid out tons of options. And I, you know, looking back, I'm like, you know what? I, she was totally capable of coming up with those options herself. And I could have even paused even more and stepped back even more and let that happen. As it turned out, it was okay that I laid out those options. When she was ready, then she was able to hear them. But sometimes we do that. Again, we just do it too soon. We just, it's coming from that energy of wanting to help and wanting to control. And we have to ask ourselves, what am, what am I doing when I'm doing that? I'm making it more about me. I want to feel better in this situation. So I'm trying to take these actions just to feel better instead of letting it be like, okay, this is stressful right now and it sucks and I can step back and let it be what it is and let her experience what she needs to because then she is going to develop those skills so much better by me allowing that and letting that happen on its own. Another example for me was I have started a way of thinking about my relationship with food and my relationship with my own health, my own body. And I've shared before that this has been like my thing for so many years. And I've tried it in different formats and different programs. And instead of me thinking, as I was approaching this this new way of thinking about it, instead of me thinking, this is not going to work. None of the other ones have worked either. I I thought in 2018 that I finally figured it out. And then I didn't, obviously, because I gained my weight back. And it's just me. Like, there's something wrong with me. This is, you know, I can go down that whole path <laughs> and that whole narrative and that whole story so quickly. And if I give equal airtime to thoughts like, actually, maybe each of those times where I went through that, I was on the journey and each of those times was teaching me one part of what I needed at the end. Kind of like when you, you know, like if you learn 
in math or something you learn long division, like sometimes you don't just learn it on the first day of the lesson, right? You have multiple lessons before that about all of the other operation, <laughs> what we call that, like order of operation and addition, subtraction, all the steps. And so all of those concepts build on each other. And then when it's time for you to, to learn long division or algebra or whatever, it's because you had that over time, right? And so maybe for me, with with me and understanding my relationship with food and my body and my health, maybe all of those things that I did were part of me being able to learn. And I needed to learn those things at those times, right? So that's a new narrative that I can that I can give equal airtime. I give the airtime and my thoughts to all of the negative stories and 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 then I can just remember, oh yeah, fear and anxiety are coming up with this. That totally makes sense right now. And I don't have to fall into the trap of fear and anxiety and getting stuck there. As we know, when we go there, we can really get stuck. We can just kind of dig ourselves into a deeper and deeper hole when we continue to think those thoughts instead of taking back, well, I was going to say taking back control, but isn't that interesting? Maybe that's true. I'm telling you like, you know, step back from taking control, but maybe what we take control of is just our own awareness, right? Where, where if we're going to take control of something, it's, it's that we recognize what we're thinking, what's happening in our body that's bringing up these emotions and how we how we really want to show up in the situation. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. It's just that whole concept of you know wanting to just reassure ourselves and be able to keep going forward instead of getting stuck because the fear and the anxiety is sending us a message that we can't, that we're going to fail in the situation or that our kids are, or, you know, just, it's like it, our brain wants to convince us just so that it can keep us emotionally safe. That totally makes sense. It's okay, but we don't have to listen to that. We can step back and, and really, um, trust ourselves. That's what it comes down to. I think that's another message I will probably say almost in every episode is how do we trust ourselves, trust ourselves to feel our emotions, trust ourselves to ask, what are we really doing right here in this situation? And trust ourselves that when we listen to who we really are and we show up with that authenticity, that willingness to align to what matters most to us. That's, that's how we do this thing, even through the hard, stressful and awful times. And, but also through all of the good, happy, connected times that we also have. Thanks for joining me this week. I hope that this episode was helpful. And if you found it helpful, I would love it if you would rate and review it, or if you would share it with another mom. I am kind of thinking about changing up some things again, (laughs) and I'm really curious about which of the episodes really, really help you 
Or if maybe we change the format up a little and we do, I don't know, we categorize some things that make this, make the content that I share with you here and the suggestions and strategies even more useful or even more, I don't know, more applicable for you in your life. I'm always trying to think like what if I was a mom going through these tough things how would a podcast like this one be most helpful? So I'd love your feedback on that. If you have a chance, you can reach me at Jody J-O-D-I, at goodmomcoach.com. That's my email address. So reach out. Have a good week, and I'll be back next week. If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram. You'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program, and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week and please rate and review.